0: Okay, welcome back to the podcast. This is Dr. Nikoi, Dr. Bo.
1: and Chelsea, dietitian. Okay, uh, what do you normally say? I forget.
0: RD. Oh, you usually have your scrubs coffee. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know all the uh, the acronyms <laughs> on my own. Uh, well, how was your week, Chelsea? You it's know been what? A Thursday.
1: Yeah, it was. It's been a week. I was at a conference for a couple days. Came yeah. back. Um, got maybe food poisoning, and here we are.
0: We won't point any fingers.
1: <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about how I you got were food trying, poisoning. You
0: were trying to point fingers, but. We'll avoid.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, So tell us about the conference you're at.
1: Yeah, so it was a conference um, called Obesity Week uh, put on by an organization called the Obesity Society. Toss for the people in the know. Yep, Toss. And it was in Dallas. It was downtown Dallas. Uh, Mm -hmm. I went by myself. Didn't really know anybody, but met some people. That was kind of nice. Did some networking. Learned a lot about kind of what's in, I guess, in the pipelines for obesity medicine Okay, And just, I don't know, some good thought-provoking uh, presentations on obesity and how to treat it and that kind of thing.
0: What's going to be something new and exciting in the pipeline?
1: Um, I think that they're starting to target a lot more of the, what they would call, like, obesogenic genes. So, basically, genes that cause or promote obesity. Um, and so, I think... I don't know. I think that's exciting to me because I think when we start getting into the genetics of obesity, then we start really getting into the very origins, precise targeting medicine, the, ac- the actual problem, right? Not just band-aiding everything or okay. quick fixes. So,
0: so what, uh, from, from thought process development here, are we, are we talk about like 50 years, 100 <laughs> um, years. you know,
1: I think minimum 10, probably like realistically closer, to like 20, 30 years. Yeah.
0: And I I kinda always thought this would be the progression because if you just look at the progression of how they treat cancer, they I mean mm-hmm. more and more they're getting very specific at targeting, okay. you know, certain receptors on certain cancer cells. So yeah. kind of the old, I mean it, but they still exist, like the generalized just blast every cell and yeah. hopefully the cancer cells die and the and other you know. ones don't. <laughs> yeah, and you stay alive. Yeah. Well, good. Well, tell, just
1: tell us about your week. Yeah. Oh,
0: I had a horrible week. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was on vacation in Italy. Yeah, uh, never been there before, um, oh. but uh, awesome. Uh, I'm going to refrain from talking about eating habits while on vacation. I was going to ask, Italy.
1: did you eat some good food? We don't have to talk about what, but
0: yeah, I'd say the the biggest take home, uh, uh, just different. Uh, uh, you feel better. Uh, yeah. I think everybody says it when you eat. You know, food in certain European countries, you mm-hmm. don't get the kind of nasty feeling yeah. that you get with some of the foods in America, just ingredient wise. And, uh, you know, one of the interesting things I read when I when I kind of landed there was that uh, Italy was working to ban all imported breakfast cereals from America. Hmm. So I think when a whole country <laughs> takes a swipe <laughs> in an industry, you might want to pay attention, <laughs> you know, like, hey, yeah. these things are so bad. We're huh. not going to allow them in our country anymore. Uh, And another thing I thought was interesting is uh, for their cheeses, you know, they're well known for their cheeses and it's very uh, uh, locale driven. You Mm. know, what type of cheese comes Mm -hmm. from what region. And the interesting there is they don't pasteurize. You cannot use pasteurized milk in the cheese making process because they literally want the cheese to taste like the milk that comes from that certain area. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was always interesting. Go to different places and try their cheeses uh, because you get a little different. different. Yeah, a little different everywhere you go. Um, another take home is like a delicacy there is wild boar, wild boar, which tastes amazing. But <laughs> I just start thinking about my my Texas friends and <laughs> down south. If if boar was a delicacy, how amazing Texas would be! Absolutely, right? yeah, we, we got, got a lot got of a it. Of those. I mean, we ate one restaurant and they're like, "Oh, you're in luck. We've uh, we were able to." Uh, harvest a wild boar today so it's on the menu. I'm like, that would be six times a day in Texas. <laughs> right.
1: Right. People God, be
0: dragging those could, and dropping them off at your front door. Right. You wouldn't have to buy
1: it. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Wild boar.
0: Now I do think their wild boar probably little eating different. a little little better uh, <laughs> nutrient uh, profile than, than the average Texas wild boar, but I bet you're right. Um so maybe that's the difference, you know. And I've been I've huh. been to other countries Spains the same way. Oh today we have wild boar. I'm like, oh
1: huh yeah i could have that every day you know yeah they pay people to kill wild boar around here yeah so, so that was it what do you eat for breakfast in italy
0: italy uh let's see the collective we not just yeah collective we uh well and we so we were in certain areas that are very locale driven uh it's a it's a walking breakfast it's usually a pastry gotcha uh so you get your little uh, uh, one one shot of espresso, mm-hmm. which is very difficult for an American. Uh, to I couldn't do it. I mean, they don't have. I mean, you just walk up to the counter, order your espresso, they hand it to you, you slam it, and you walk out, Ugh. and you take your walking pastry <laughs> with you. Uh, but it's very, I'd say, pastry bread driven. Uh, breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And then we were in uh, at a few like resort type things, and it's very Americanized mm-hmm. breakfast. Uh, and bacon. But in those places, uh, you know, there's lots of. Uh, like cold cuts, like, you know, mm, uh, mm-hmm. uh, salami and prosciutto and yeah. things of that nature. Lots of, uh, like, uh, yogurts and cream cheese and, uh, I'm sorry, cottage cheese. Hmm. I was trying to think of what else. Fruits. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was interesting. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, today's podcast topic is, it was just a little bit.
1: That's right. Yeah. And the famous phrase.
0: Yeah. And so kinda give us a phrase. Give us an example of how we hear that in our clinic. It was just a little bit. Yeah.
1: Oh, you know, I went to I went out of town to visit my friends and um, you know, it was celebration and I had, you know, a piece of chocolate cake, but it was just a little bit. Just a little bit.
0: Just a little bit. And I kinda hear like, Well, every morning I have uh, you know, some cereal, but it's just a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm not eating a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that and we, we probably should have done this podcast after our great calorie debate <laughs> podcast, Oh yeah. right? Because yeah. the whole theory of, oh, there was just a little bit was, you know, I didn't eat that many calories of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't eat that big a volume of it. And, you know, what's, I mean, what's your view on why that can be a problem? To me, it's like it, it, the little bits add up, right? For sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I think for me, it's uh, it, it kind of depends on where you are in what you're seeking, like in your health. Um, so most of our patients that we see are seeking weight loss. So the little bits do add up. Um, and then they, they tend to have an additive effect. The more often you do the little bits, yeah. then the less you can kind of control like your cravings for those things. And then you end up doing them a lot bit mm-hmm. <laughs> or a lot more frequently. So um, I think that's, that's kind of my issue with it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I can give just personal testimony. So when I, when I moved to Amarillo uh, and started operating at uh, a hospital, that has uh, three initials, uh, <laughs> three three letters in the acronym. I won't, <laughs> I won't point any fingers. Um, they had free donuts in the surgeons' lounge. Yeah. You know, it's a, a hospital's a pillar of health. You know, so um, <laughs> yeah, you know, surgeons are eating donuts. Yep. And when I first started, I would eat a whole donut every morning, and it's only. Only one week, only one only day of the week,
1: and only one donut.
0: Yeah, so just a little bit. Yep. Uh, but after a while, I thought maybe that probably wasn't the best choice in my life because yeah. I was wanting to get fit and you know lose mm-hmm. a little weight. And so then I decided I would only eat half the donut. Mm-hmm. So I would eat half a donut, and then I'd find myself like literally an hour later eating the other half of the donut. Yep. And then I was like, got to stop doing that. So then I ate. Just a quarter of the donut, just mm. a little bit of the donut. <laughs> a couple bites. Okay. So my health did not improve at all while I was yeah. eating even small bits of the donut. And eventually I was like, I, I just can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't. Uh, my goal, I have my goals. They're not, this is not helping me get there. Even this little quarter of a donut, mm-hmm. uh, especially in this situation. So I, I was not eating breakfast, yep. and so the first thing my body sees nutritionally is just a big sugar dump, mm. just mainly fructose, mainly. Yep. And what I get the point I wanted to get across is it's not the amount uh, of what you're eating uh, when it comes to bad stuff. Yep. It's literally the hormonal impact and the gut biome impact and the mental impact mm. of allowing. Yeah. just a little bit.
1: And the way it sets you up too for typically the rest of your day. So in your example, yeah. right, you have a donut for breakfast, even though it was just a little bit. Um, you were probably more likely to make Worse food choices at lunch and dinner, or your other meals. Yeah, you already had a donut. Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, you weren't as full and satisfied from that meal, so maybe you got more hungry quickly, and then you didn't have time to make a good choice, and so you just grabbed another thing from that Mm -hmm. doctor's lounge or you know different things like that. Just sets you up. It sets the tone, also.
0: Well, that, and especially at this hospital, they don't serve lunch at any of the places till eleven a.m. So I have a quarter of a donut at seven thirty a.m. Which then gives me an immediate glucose spike. hmm And then I get immediate, you know, down-spiraling glucose. And if I'm not in a metabolically flexible state, you know, if I'm not healthy, I can't call on my fat reserves. And now I have a low glucose. How do I feel?
1: Yeah, you feel tired. I feel horrible. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> Mind Then I'll get fog. a monster. I'll
0: just get a monster then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. That's yeah. right. Yeah, just keep it rolling. Get some more <laughs> coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um... I don't know. What's your, I don't, I guess the challenge I have is, is talking to people, uh, when they say it was just a little bit, uh, because in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know you're trying for sure. I know you're trying, but I, I really want to let you know how detrimental that just a little bit. Yeah. I just ate a little bit to satisfy my craving or sure. this or that. And those things are going to happen. We're not, yeah. we're not saying for the rest of your life, you can't have just a little bit of something. Right. But if you're doing that on a daily basis, um, you know the the one that triggered me to have this little podcast was, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody and they were like, "Well, I've been trying to, to do some time restricted feeding or intermittent fasting, so i e I'm skipping breakfast, and for lunch I had I ha- I'm having just a little bit of frosted flakes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and, and yeah. then I then I got the the uh, the visual of somebody holding their hand out and like just just showing me the palm mm, you know just mm-hmm. like it was just it was just that much yeah. yeah so it's kind of that pleading like you know don't judge me it was just a little bit and i'm like hey i'm not judging it's mm-hmm. I, i'm just telling you if your goals are to lose weight right and to get healthy and fit and drive away diabetes and stuff like that mm-hmm. That little bit has way more harm than you think it does. For sure.
1: After we had that discussion yesterday, today one of my patients was—he's oh, about, no, you, yeah, it, I primed the pump. <laughs> you sure did. Um, <laughs> he's about three months out from surgery, and you know we we're going through kind of what he's eating, what he's drinking, and you know talking about beverages. And I'm like, okay, tell me what you drink. And it's uh, a little bit of sweet tea, you know, here and there, um, and you know some mixed drinks here and there too. And I'm like, all right, let's let's try to put a number on it. And he starts thinking about it, and he's like. Alright, so I have a sixteen ounce sweet tea daily. That's, that's a not bit. that's not a little <laughs> bit. But in his mind it was a little bit. Because it compared to the, you know, sixty four ounces of sweet tea he drank before yeah. surgery, that's a little bit. But <laughs> it's not a little bit. And then the mixed drinks, he was like, I have like a half of a mixed drink probably every other day.
0: Oh yeah. Who yeah. has a half of a mixed drink?
1: Well he said he supposed it with his wife. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm not gonna call him out. I don't
0: know. But I d I, 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 I don't think I've ever uh only drank <laughs> half of a <laughs> Of a mixed drink. Yeah. I'll just have half of that. Margarita. I mean, I've,
1: I've never personally done that, but maybe yeah. there are people out there with more willpower than us. Uh,
0: I mean, ish. I mean, <laughs> if you got that much willpower, you can just say, well, yeah, I'm not going to no, have a little it. bit of iced tea or yeah. sweet tea. Um, so. Man, yeah. I, there was a point in there I was going to make and I forgot it.
1: Well, I think. Uh, oh,
0: I, I remember what it was. Good. Um, you know, I I think this is a real challenge, you know, for us. And for people that undergo like a a procedure that helps them take in less Mm -hmm. because, and I tell all my patients like, hey, you can't focus on the fact that you're eating less food. I mean, that's, that's what the surgery's doing. It's there to help you eat less food, but that's not the key long-term to long-term success with these surgeries. The key long-term is to recognize that the sleeve is going to, is going to hold you to a certain amount of volume. To allow you to focus on the content, mm-hmm. and so if if we're getting in less, and that less doesn't have the nutritional density, the you know the things that your body needs in it, I think you're doing a, a pretty big disservice to your yourself and your body.
1: Mm-hmm. I would agree, and I think too, like if we're talking specifically about somebody who we've restricted the amount of mm. food or drinks that they're able to have. Um, you're drastically changing the balance of that. So you know a little bit like a little bit handful of some frosted flakes after you've had the sleeve. I mean that might be, I don't know, uh, 30 to 40 percent of mm. your intake for the day yeah right So it makes a bigger impact even though it is okay, maybe just a little bit, but it has a bigger impact when you're overall eating less.
0: Yeah. And I, I think this is uh, taking surgery out of it this you know we fall as a society. Guilty to this, it's like, you know, the skinny pop popcorn in the 100-calorie bag. Mm-hmm. Which? Mean, just a little, it's just a little bit of popcorn. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's pretty common to go to a doctor's office and in the back office, there's always that bowl of candy. It's it's the mini Snickers. Yeah,
1: Which we don't have here. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: But, you know, people, you know, it, it kind of glides under the radar, like you, oh. you pick one of those things up and... Well, it was just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and get another one. By the end of the day, you've eaten a whole Snickers, right? For sure. Yep. I mean, I've been guilty of that. Absolutely. I, and I feel like I can talk about this because I've, I've, I've had it. that problem before. Yeah. I've, I've had that problem of convincing myself that certain things aren't bad for me because it was just a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think uh, Mark Sisson talks about... I don't remember the, the phrase that he uses to distinguish these two groups of people, but basically there's a group of people who... Um, just needs to cut everything out you know like they Mm -hmm. can't do moderation Um, and there's a group of people who do pretty well with moderation you know you don't kind of fly off the handle i think most people fall in the other category Mm. most people don't do well with the just a little bit um, because like a little bits add up yeah it adds up yeah
0: i can tell you personally i don't you know i don't uh, get tempted by the little bits it's just when i decide to eat a dessert i'm just gonna eat that dessert or yeah. I'm if, if I'm gonna eat pizza I just eat that pizza you're never gonna catch me eating just a little bit <laughs> like, of anything um and I, I think that helps me limit it to certain exposures you know sure like you know we, we probably eat pizza you know once a month if that uh but when I eat it I eat Bummer. it it's good
1: where do you guys get your pizza
0: uh pizza nomad
1: pizza nomad I like that yeah. place
0: yeah and it's mainly um I mean I don't know I hope that I don't know if these guys listen, but they advertise that they have sour, sourdough crust. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, if you're gonna pick a bread, yeah. and so you know, the sourdough is one of the better options. So we tend to go there. Our kids love it.
1: Uh, My kids like to play on the um, the the bags boards, what are they? Cornhole. Yeah, they like to play out there on those.
0: <laughs> yeah, the one set. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. one set exactly. Yeah, if multiple people are there, there's a line.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
0: Take a number for the next cornhole availability.
1: (laughs) For 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. And you can play a little bit.
1: That's right. Hey, there you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, it applies to kids playing too. Like, hey kids, y'all can play for just a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then like 30 minutes later,
1: you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you can watch TV for just a little bit. Yeah. Nah, not happening.
0: So we we challenge people to just analyze throughout their day how many times they're telling there's something, hey, this is okay because it's just a little Mm -hmm. bit. And then, you know, step back and really analyze how much that little bit was and how many of those little bits add up over the day. Mm -hmm. And if it's truthfully just something occasionally here and there, that's probably not a big deal. But if those things are happening on a daily basis, which most of our patients, if you really start asking questions, Mm -hmm. it's a daily basis issue. It it is. They're finding that one thing that they've deemed to be, you know, unhealthy for them or sinful or off the list or whatever. And they're just grabbing just a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, so be careful out there with the just a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I think it you can, I think if you visualize it. So that's why I always recommend, hey, if you feel like you're maybe off track or, you know, I feel like maybe you're just a little bits are adding up, let's have you track it and actually see, um, because oftentimes you're just a little bit, you realize, oh, it is adding up. Like with these other things that I'm doing here and there, I'm actually going way over what my goals mm-hmm. are for where I want to be. So I think that's a good uh, first step. Yeah. Because oftentimes the little bits are in passing. You walk by somewhere and you do just a little bit of something. Just a like, little bit of donut. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a little bit of donut or the mini Snickers or whatever it is. Yeah. So if you can be intentional about seeing those things and how they add up, I think it helps.
0: Yeah. We didn't mean this, but we kind of timed this up with uh, Halloween coming. We sure I did. Think, I think that's a just a little bit season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Definitely. Yeah. 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 My kids, you know, for... For lunch, every once in a while, in a while. I ask, like, Oh, can I can I just put a little piece of candy uh, in, in my in my lunch? Yep. And of course, you know, you have to allow it to happen every once in a while. Absolutely. But it's just a little bit.
1: Yeah. We got a whole um I actually put most of the time, I would I would say the majority of my kids' lunches, I put a small piece of candy in.
0: It's just a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we got a whole big debate on this right now in our community group at church, actually. Oh, yeah? We've been talking about it. Um, tell me. Tell me. This, well, this is juicy. You this know, is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear it. So it's the idea of, like, you know, if you completely remove access to these certain foods, and, and this is where it's tough. But, again, we're talking about kids, not adults. Um, so you completely remove access to these foods and it kind of puts them on a pedestal. And so kids then grow up in their mind, knowing or learning that, Hey, that food that's kind of quote unquote forbidden um, is like, that's what I want. Um, Cause obviously that's a good thing. Cause we're only allowed to have it on special occasions or we're mm. only allowed to have it after we eat our green beans. So gosh, green beans must be not very good. And that chocolate must be pretty good. Mm. Um, so kids kind of learned that and, and then become more focused on it, um, hyper-focused on it as they grow up. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. I also recognize that that doesn't work perfectly all the time, uh, but that's kind of how we treat it. M- most of the time, if, if we have it, it's available. It's not like you've got yeah. to eat this, side or the other in order to get dessert or whatever.
0: Yeah? You so d- that's, <laughs> that's your opinion? <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, a, it's a big debate amongst yeah. all of the people I'm around that are raising children.
0: Well, personally, uh, we try not to have it. I mean, yeah, ha- Halloween or homecoming, I feel like homecoming is like more candy than Halloween. Mm, the Tascos there. Absolutely. And we allow them to keep a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And um, my kids are very w- aware of how unhealthy it is. Like, I'd rather just be honest with them. Sure. Like, hey... Yeah, you can do this stuff. It's just not very good for you. Yeah. And also, my wife, being from a dental family, <laughs> they get a, they get a good dose of how horrible it is for, for your, your teeth. Yeah. Uh, especially hard candy, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so you know, we don't, we, we do limit access. It's like, hey, you know, the, you don't have free reign uh, sure. of this stuff. Yep. Like it's it's like a it, there is an access we, issue. We do that too. Yeah. We don't get and free then, access. And um, then, you know, I. If they're if they're gonna eat it at night, they gotta eat dinner first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, see, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, uh, and uh, uh, there's some some thought process behind that too. I mean the whole the whole gut priming idea. Mm-hmm. If I sense if I send a few healthy things down the hatch first, yep. and it primes the gut to, to function better. Yeah. you know, I think it blunts the negative effect. Uh, For sure. That's uh, that's 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 typically the reason why dessert is served at the end of the end of the mm-hmm. dinner course, yep. because you've had some green roughage you've had some stuff that are good for the gut and then yep. therefore your gut's not being bombarded with Just especially in america of- a bunch of fructose yeah going straight to your liver and trying to strangle it and kill it <laughs> uh so you've you've diminished the the uh absorptive rate and the response from yep. you know uh, a big sugar bath uh if you eat some roughage or fat first yeah that was part of the sure. uh, glucose goddess. Right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, the timing of your meal matters. Timing your meal.
0: And it's, it's interesting, there's a podcast on things you should know. I'm plugging another podcast on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But they talk about the history of dessert and how it came about and how it got associated with. Um, because up until, this is interesting, <laughs> up until the Chicago World's Fair, uh, uh-huh. which was in what, 19, 19 17, something like that, uh, no the damn. world did not know. Snacks. It mm-hmm. didn't know uh, breakfast pastries. Like literally, uh, it was. It's like Europe is now. Like if you if you wanted something, you had to walk around the block, find the bakery, and mm-hmm. and find something specific. It wasn't like you walked into the gas station and grab got whatever a, you got want. A cr- candy bar. I mean, yeah. So the reason that didn't exist is they didn't have wrapping. There was Plastic. no wrappers. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And the Chicago World's Fair was the first one to introduce wrapping, like single serve. Wrappings. So yeah. Therefore, the advent of snacking and mm-hmm. candy bars and stuff and yeah. i think if i remember right the original candy bar was on display at the chicago world's fair i think it may have been the kit
1: kat Well, oh, i would have i would have definitely said snickers
0: no yeah. I, I mean huh. I, I i think i'm putting some false data out there now. but it was, <laughs> it was a very well-known it uh, candy that we have now made okay. its debut then and that kind of set the motion uh for but also interesting, it was made with whole ingredients, not, mm-hmm. it wasn't completely manufactured.
1: Fake. Yeah. Yeah. What even is wafer?
0: I mean, I know what a wafer is in, in wafer <laughs> terms, but I don't know what that wafer is.
1: <laughs> right. Um, so back to your comment on the dessert and serving it with your family. We we don't give free access. Like, we rarely, like, make dessert. But, like, when you've got the bucket of Halloween candy, which we usually leave for a little bit and then it's gone, Um you know it just disappears mm. but um, the candy fairy took it yeah the candy fairy took it to the trash uh but th- what you're saying too with you know the effects physiologically on your body i dev i am in full agreement however i think you also have to think about the up here the mind the mental effects too and that's more yeah. of where i'm coming from
0: Okay. Well, they can deal with that with their therapist later. <laughs> yeah, I'm you just set aside their fund, <laughs> yeah. their therapy fund.
1: <laughs> um, but I think switching it up is great. Most of yeah. the time, if you come to my house, if we do have dessert, um, most of the time, not always, I serve it with the meal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's interesting to watch your kids. Your kids don't always choose the dessert first. I think we've talked about this. I think you say your kids do always choose it. Oh, first. yeah,
0: yeah. If they could, if they could eat something first. It's gonna be dessert.
1: But mine don't like. Um, Avery, probably the majority of the time, you know, seven times out of 10, she will eat her food first. Hmm. Um, and, but so you give the option, give the option. Yeah. okay. It's your choice. And we talk about it sometimes too, like, Hey, how's this going to feel when you finish all of your dessert, but you only eat, you know, two bites of whatever else, like, how's that going to feel in your tummy? And they kind of know at this point, yeah, Hmm. it's not going to feel great.
0: So just let them, let them learn the negative stuff up front instead of being told by mom and dad. It's Maybe. You. you know, I don't know. Okay. I'm not
1: a, a child psychologist. Yeah. But
0: well we our, our kids love to travel. And I think the main reason is that uh, if we're in the car or if we're flying, they get, they get to get some candy. Yeah, <laughs> like a road snack. And they're
1: like, yeah, candy. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean,
0: as soon as we get in the car, like if we're driving the mountains, they start planning what they're going to get oh, when man. we stop at, the, at yeah. the to fill up with the gas. Yeah. And, uh, you should mm-hmm.
1: try it. You guys should pick like maybe October is a good month. I don't know. I think you have mm-hmm. to pick like a month Yeah. and see what happens when you serve it with. But you it have is. to do it consistently. You can't just do it once. We well, got to desensitize. Wait, do you guys it. have dessert every night? Or? No, no, yeah. no, no, not at all. Yeah, not anywhere close.
0: Yeah, not. My kids would love dessert every night. Yeah. <laughs> in, in fact, they try to trick us, like, you know, as we're starting dinner, they're like, what's for dessert? Uh, I'm like, dude, it's Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't make a dessert, my friend.
1: Yeah. I would say we have it maybe once a week. We have dinner with my mom on Sundays, and she usually makes something.
0: Yeah. I get, I get the big events and the family gatherings. Yeah. Uh, we keep a lot of fruit on hand. Yeah. So if they if they ask for something after dinner, I'm like, yeah, you can have some raspberries or strawberries or yeah, something. Yeah, there you go. So. Good alternative. Yeah. And it's sweet enough for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, anything you want to add to just a little bit?
1: No, I think it's just a little bit. It's but just a little bit. <laughs> but not really. It okay. adds up.
0: All right. Well, if you have any questions, let us know. Chelsea's always available to answer I your just a little bit questions. That
1: is exactly right. Email me anytime.
0: Okay. All right. Thanks, guys.